case we're recording. All right. So this is it. Andy and Andy's wrestling podcast. Well, yeah, I guess I'm... I should be the host, really, shouldn't I? And uh, okay, so I'll introduce everyone. Okay, so hi everyone, welcome to our our podcast. It doesn't have a name yet, and I think maybe one of the first things we could do is put it to a vote on Twitter or something similar, um, where we you can you can name this podcast whatever you want. All right. Well, I did have an idea. Okay. Uh, well, we we often refer to ourselves as A squared. Yes. So uh, maybe along those lines. A squared's Wrestling. podcast. Yeah, I assume we'll put wrestling in there, seeing as we are, that's our target audience. <laughs> and that's all, we've, that's all we've got, really, isn't it, in life? Yep. Um, so, A-squared's Wrestling Something podcast. Yep. Um, we'll let you refine the rest, eventually. Um, so, yeah, my name's Andy Quilden, and I'm joined by Andy Simmons. Um, and this is a podcast which is about professional wrestling, it's also about life in general, um, and... It's not going to be a Revolution Pro Wrestling podcast, for those of you who know me specifically from there. Um, and But I'm sure we'll mention some Revolution Pro Wrestling stuff. We'll also mention other stuff as well. We'll talk about WWE, we'll talk about WCW, we'll talk about ECW, we'll talk about WWF. FWA. FWA. A lot of FWA, I'm sure, actually. We'll talk about... Um, what else will we talk about? We'll probably talk about... All-star promotions. We'll probably talk Be, about... Big Time Wrestling UK, Super Slam Wrestling. What else they'd be we'll called? <laughs> all sorts. We'll probably talk about wrestling gear. We'll probably talk about wrestling artwork. I'm looking around our wrestling school at the moment. Thinking we'll, we'll talk about wrestling figures. And we're definitely... We're, well, we'll talk a little bit about wrestling toys. Um, <laughs> we're, we'll, um, we'll definitely talk about the wrestling school, which obviously we're sat in at the moment. At the moment, it's freezing cold. Um, we're just waiting for central heating to be installed. Um at some point in the near future. But we'll definitely give a few plugs for the Portsmouth School of Wrestling because that's where we're based. Um, and as well, at this point, we'd probably go into some kind of jingle, wouldn't we, about, you know, like, we'd have a theme song. Yeah. Again, let's put that to Twitter. Who uh, can make us a theme who song? Can, who can make us a theme song or write us a theme song? That would be... Well, it's no good just writing it because, like, we're not going to perform it, are we? Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I think we need to get some. I was in the school choir. I don't know if I've ever mentioned <laughs> that before. Yeah. Tell us that story. Uh, quick story. So I was always pretty much the worst at everything academically. And uh, my music teacher, uh, who did actually, they found loads of inappropriate images on his computer years later. Uh, anyway. Topical. He, yeah, a bit topical. He, um, he is, so I was very sillily uh, singing Silent Night when I was about 12, and he stopped the whole class, and he was in amazement of, who is that singing? Please, who is that singing? So I put my hand up, and he thought I was joking, and in the end, I was essentially forced to go to the school choir um, by a man that they then found out was a paedophile. I'm not sure that last bit's really relevant to the story. Well, it's really, because he, he... So you're suggesting that there was ulterior motives as to why you were... Quite possibly. Okay. Quite possibly. I say in today's day and age, you you might you may have been forced to go to X Factor, and uh, you could have been one of those contestants that sing really badly, and everyone <laughs> everyone laughs at. That's it. Like yeah. like there was actually a. Uh, do you remember the the, the trainee uh, Beck Martin? Do you remember him? Did you ever meet him? Well, he came here. Training. No, he was a trainee at IPW's training school. Mm, not directly. No. Okay. He was one of those guys on X Factor last year. He did. It's Friday night. Have you heard that one? No. Okay, again, if we had a production team here, we'd, this is probably the point where we piped in his uh, 
his song, but we'll, I'll play it to you later. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that yeah, at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was never too sure. I've still got him on the Facebook, um, and I saw his posts about it. I was never too sure if he was like, you know, serious, like really thought he was a good singer at the end of it, or whether he was, you know, just embracing the role as a, a comedy fool, so to speak. Uh, okay, um, he was that year's he, Wagner for a couple of episodes. Yeah, was it? yeah, for yeah. a couple of episodes. Yeah, I think he went home at the boot camp. Okay, phase. Um, but it's all over YouTube, so check it out. Yeah. He was and he was actually one of the ones that they used to um you know they they put a few clips up before the season starts to try and get you excited. His was actually used as as one of those. Oh, so right. there you um, go. So minor celebrity I guess. Yeah. Um and I guess that's our first first name dropped on <laughs> yeah. the podcast. We, we we know all the famous people. Billy from Big Brother. Yeah. Well, can't mention his name anymore. God, either, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Um so yeah. So currently, Andy, let's uh, let's we assume that no one knows who we are, which is kind of, in many ways, it's almost a bit optimistic, because I think that anyone who's listening to this obviously knows who we are, and for those five people, we'd like to say thank you. Um, however, um, I think we always have to assume that there's going to be some people who don't know who we are, so we should probably try and, you know, just introduce ourselves to those people, um, and just in case you're listening and you think, oh, this is funny, I'm going to... Send it to my nan to have a listen to. Um, hi, nan. You, sh- you should know who we are. So. Well, yeah, you introduce yourself and then I'll... So you're just going to follow my lead, so... Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Andy Quilden. So you should probably, again, our voices sound very different to one another, um, but we should probably make sure, because otherwise we should be like, oh, Andy said this, Andy said that. Which Andy? I'm Andy Quilden. We should, we'll make that clear now. Um, I am a lifelong professional wrestling fan. I am... An Arsenal fan, a South End United fan, um, and for the last five years of my life, I've been running Revolution Pro Wrestling, which is a it's a wonderful wrestling company. Um, we promote lots of shows, um, predominantly around the London area, really, but all over all over the place. Um, and we run our big shows at York Hall in Bethnal Green in London. And this is probably the worst time to be doing a podcast ever um, because I've got a big show at York Hall, Bethnal Green in London tomorrow. And it's probably already happened after, uh, by the time you're listening to this. Um, but, but yeah, that's what I do mainly. I, I work full time doing the old, uh, the old wrestling gimmick. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got a dog called Simba, who we'll probably talk about, and a wife called Hayley, who we may well talk about. And if we do, um, it will be all good. So um, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's me in a nutshell. That's good, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my life story. <laughs> That's it, you write a good book. Everyone's um, got a book in them, apparently. Yeah, well, so have I. We, we just, just off topic again, you know what my book's going to be called? Was it I Nearly Made It? I Nearly Made It. And it's going to be all of my wrestling tales from everything from, uh, well, from all the trips to from all the people I've met and... I mean, friends I've met, not like name drops I've met, you know. And uh, and the final final chapter, I won't reveal it. Actually, you'll actually get to read <laughs> it you in might, twenty years' time. Well, I'd I'd, li- I'd like to think that you will make it, and uh, you know, still early days yet. Of course, uh, yeah, we're a fantastic commentary duo as well. But I'm sure we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly are. Yeah. So um, I'm Andy Simmons. I wrestle as Andy Boy Simmons. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realise I actually even wrestle anymore because a lot of people ask me, "Oh, have you retired?" This is a point where we'd get the violin in the background, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> no, not yet. And uh, so I'm, I'm 33. I, uh, I'm, I'm a married man to a lovely, beautiful wife called Lindsay Simmons. I have uh, a stepson, Finley, and a daughter, Poppy. 
Um, and I've, yeah, so back to the wrestling. I've been a wrestler for 16 years and I started training over 17 years ago now. So well over half my life. Uh, and what other facts did you put in? Well, I don't know. I think that was it, really, wasn't was it? Was that I it? Didn't, yeah. I didn't really tell them half of what I've done. I mean, obviously, I've been a, a referee, a ring announcer. Yeah. Um, never wrestled. We nearly had a match once, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we yeah. talked about it, didn't we? <laughs> never never sure quite came to fruition. We G'd it up at uh, Coombe Haven. And they're still waiting for that match to this day. They're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's us. That's who we are, Andy and Andy, A-squared. Um, and obviously, uh, yeah, we commentate together for, for Revolution Pro Wrestling. And that's possibly where the idea of this podcast came from. Um, in, pod, in, in, in our commentary, uh, for anyone who listens, rpwondemand.com, there's a first plug. Um, you can listen to our commentary on, 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 on the Revolution Pro Wrestling shows. And sometimes we, uh, we kind of go a little bit off topic um, on the matches we're watching. Um, and we tell little tidbits of stories and... Uh, you know, it, nothing's nothing's scripted, nothing's uh, pre-planned. But you know, sometimes it, I think it'd be nice. You know, Andy sometimes says stuff to me that I've forgotten about completely, and it gives me a chuckle. And I think sometimes it'd be nice just to to tell those stories um, to people because I think they're quite amusing. And you may agree, you may disagree, but there's a story which which we can tell. And I think that um, you know, it's for some people it's going to be nostalgic. Um, for some people, it's going to be an eye-opener to what, what British wrestling used to be, to what it is now. Um, so I think that, that aspect of it is going to be very interesting. And also, um, we run the Portsmouth School of Wrestling together. Um, and we have, in terms of our, our wrestling, what we like, um, we have, I guess, different, would you say different... Um, different likes and dislikes with wrestling, but fundamentally the same? Would yeah, you? I think so, yeah. Both long-time wrestling fans, we... We have a very, uh, you've used the word nostalgic, like a very nostalgic uh, similar views on wrestling from our youth and what wrestling has become today. Uh, it's not a conflict at all, like at all. It's just a different, yeah, like Andy said, it's just, just, just that little bit different. So I, d- I don't like bananas, Andy does, you know. Yeah, exactly. Still mates, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I still think I'm the best wrestler in the world. And he doesn't. Well, that's, so. that's strong, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're aiming to keep these podcasts about uh, say 20, 30 minutes, about 30 minutes, I guess. Um, and there's no specific rhyme or reason to the podcast. We'll talk a little bit about oh, anything that's happened in the world. Um, we might, might talk about, elaborate on a story that we've, we've been reminded of in the commentary. Um, and from time to time, we're, I'm sure we'll... Um, have a wealth of some ge- of, of, of guests to our, our show as well um, and we'll probably be able to get some decent names because I know a lot of wrestlers like to fob off doing the older podcast interviews but I can probably hold o- bookings over their heads in order to to get them to come and talk so that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah I mean I'm looking at a picture of uh, a lovely piece of artwork by Louis of Sting, for example. I'm sure Sting, so would, I'm sure Sting would love to come so on and, I'm sure and talk about that time we were best mates for five minutes. Guess number one. We were, we were, we were really good mates for about exactly 48 hours. Um, we were very good mates. Yeah, made him laugh. It was good. Yeah. He couldn't remember wrestling the Dangerous Alliance. No, that's an interesting story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's quite. There you go. This is our first interesting story. <laughs> yeah. Was it the Q and A? So, it? Uh, well, can I? D- well, I think I, d- I deserve to put myself over a little bit for the interview that we we had with Sting. So the timing was um, it was a year before he actually wrestled at, at um, WrestleMania for WWE, right? And um, it seemed like it was the time for Sting to wrestle 
in the WWE. Everyone wanted to see it, and the rumours were obviously Sting versus The Undertaker. That was a match the world was going to see. Now, um, I opened the interview. Like Sting didn't know what I was going to say. Um, and uh, I opened the interview by saying to him, um, you know, everyone get your camera phones ready, because um, I'm going to ask a question that we all want to hear. Um, and it's a big question, and I know, Sting, you, you didn't really want me to discuss this. And, like, his face was, he was looking really angry at me, like he wanted to punch me. Um, and uh, I was like, no, I know you didn't want to discuss this. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be a, a journalist, that wasn't the exact term I used, um, if I didn't ask this question. And he's looking at me, essentially being like, you mf'er, because we don't like swearing. Um, and uh, I said to him, so Sting question I have for you is what was it like to work with Robocop and the whole room laughed <laughs> they laughed Sting looked relieved um, and that set us off onto a nice uh, a real nice tone for the the, the, the whole interview um, and obviously you get the questions from the crowd um, and someone asked him what was it like to wrestle the Dangerous Alliance or what was his memories of working the Dangerous Alliance um, and he couldn't, he, he said, sorry, sorry, what, or something, something like that. And I thought he couldn't understand the person's accent, because sometimes when, when the Americans come over, they find it hard to um, decipher the English accent, particularly if it's someone from the Midlands or up north. Um, and uh, I repeated the question to him, and he, he just looked at me blank and said, I'm sorry, I don't remember. And I said, you know, Paul Heyman... Larry Zbysko, Arn Anderson, Rick Rude. Steve Austin. Steve Austin. That's, that's quite an important one. That, that, uh, and again, blanked, looked at me blankly, nothing. Um, and, uh, and at that point, I realised that wrestling wasn't the be-all and end-all um, for Sting. The same way that it was actually the be-all and end-all for me. And uh, I think I really would have liked to know what it was like with him working with Dangerous Alliance. Because that was one of the programmes that um, really... Uh, I don't want to say shaped my childhood, but I have fond memories of it. Um, I guess that was from around the time it was on ITV, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess that would be 1992. Yeah, and that was when Worldwide was on ITV. Yeah. So that was, yeah, the last time ITV put on any good wrestling. <laughs> That's horrible, isn't it? Horrible you didn't joke. mean that. You didn't no. mean that. I just do it for... I just like to be popular, really. Well, a lot of our friends, <laughs> a lot of our friends are involved in that, weren't Absolutely, they? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, like, and to be honest... Really, the reality of the situation is, if it, if, it's, if it was or is, it, I don't know what's happening with it, but if the ITV World of Sport project is or was a success, um, that would have a positive impact on the wrestling industry in general. We'd have more people at our training school. We could put more posters out saying wrestling and people would associate it with that ITV product and people would want to go and see it. So, And, and it would give full-time livings to... Um, you know, the guys who are, t who are a part of it, and hopefully they'd be allowed to continue to wrestle on, on our shows as well, and that could, uh, you know, generate more buzz and more interest. So anytime we do, um, you know, we do reference uh, the world of sport as a bit of a gag, it's, it's, it's really just, uh, I, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it, it's not really satire, is it? Is it satire? I'm not sure. I or think we're, 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 we're not doing any spite at no, all. Absolutely no. not. Um, we're doing it to make ourselves laugh. Yes, and hopefully you. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening. <laughs> yeah. What are we up to now, time-wise? Um, Fifteen minutes we've been talking for. You 15. shouldn't probably shouldn't reference that because if we say if we say that, like, oh bloody hell, I need to get on and do that. You know, like that's true. We want people to get lost in the moment. And uh, well, we've lost yeah. fifteen minutes of our lives so <laughs> we, far. So. We have. So yeah. Um, 
So why don't we talk about Andy? So we d- j- just to let everyone as know as well, we've come with no notes, no ideas. We are just going to ba- absolutely no ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bounce off each other like we always do. Um, why don't we talk about um, the, your shows? Even though the, this may well not get distributed till after the shows, why don't we talk about the shows uh, you've got Thursday and Friday? Who's coming? The relevance, the importance of it, the English wrestlers who are involved in it, and what big opportunities that is for them to get noticed by on a bigger stage. Um, yeah, so well, we've got the Global Wars UK shows coming up, and I'm not going to do like a kind of, like you say, this would probably be listened to after the shows take place. I've got no idea if I'm going to have the time to, to edit this beforehand, or when I say edit it, I'm not going to edit it at all. I'm just going to make it into one file and put it on the internet. Um, not even looked into how we're going to do that. So <laughs> we may be available on iTunes. We may be available. We could be available anywhere. We so. could definitely, definitely get it on YouTube though. That's we, easy. Uh, yeah, we could definitely do that. Yeah. And wherever Crusher Curtis puts his, I imagine that's not going to be that hard to get it where, that's, that's good where point, he puts yeah. his one up um, so yeah the Global Wars UK show so basically it's the opportunity we, we've partnered with New Japan Pro Wrestling um, for the past four years now um, it's a relationship which was set up through uh, one of our wrestlers at the time uh, Prince Devitt who Andy only knows as Finn Balor because I've never yeah. heard of him who's yeah. that <laughs> yeah um, the Demon King oh yeah. of course now you're talking um, so it was set up through him, but um, I've obviously always admired the Japanese style of professional wrestling. And I, I, I've always felt that it's been important to be able to deliver a diversity of styles of wrestling. So when, I, when, I, when we say like um, we have a differing opinion or view of like what we enjoy in wrestling, and I'm sure we do in, enjoy the same things, um, but um, I, yeah, I like to have a, a diversity in styles and I feel that every single style of wrestling is... Um, deserves to be seen by everyone and I and I like educating audiences who may not have seen certain styles um, to the the world of uh, different genres of wrestling um, and that's what we've been able to do with the New Japan relationship um, I mean we've been able to bring over some of the best wrestlers in the world and and what I always say about that is we bring over I guess the equivalent so for example Hiroshi Tanahashi was a was a second New Japan name that I brought over um, and he wrestled Marty Skull um, and when I brought him over the, the sales line that I was given in the promotion was it's akin to for example um, us getting to see John Cena wrestle because Tanahashi is essentially the Japanese version of John Cena the number one guy um, you know the, the standard bearer and it's the esen- essentially the same as being able to get to see John Cena wrestle but not when he's been released from WWE. Not that it's ever going to happen, don't get me wrong, but like, no one thought that Rey Mysterio would ever not be in WWE, you know? So, so who knows what could happen? Um, but it's like being able to see um, John Cena, but not when he's left WWE, not years after, you know, his prime. It's like getting to see those guys in their prime. Um, and that's one of the most exciting things about that relationship. Um, and of course, uh, I always say that in bringing these guys over, it enables our guys the opportunity to test themselves against the best. Um, And it enables our guys to be seen by um, a wider audience, by the New Japan management. Um, And in in many circumstances, in many cases, it can lead to them actually um, going to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And obviously the most high-profile example of that is Will Ospreay, who um, in our first Global Wars event three years ago, and there's actually a funny story about how Global Wars came along, but we, we'll come into that another day because I don't want to get any angry phone calls from anyone from Gloucester <laughs> threatening to get old-timers to come and beat me up. Um, we both had those, actually, Yeah, we both yeah. have. Um, maybe we could just refer to that every uh, every episode and then one day we'll reveal all. <laughs> um, 
Um, uh, but yeah, Will Ospreay, yeah, he he was he had the opportunity to wrestle Okada on the, the first Global Wars uh, UK event, um, and from that he was taken to Japan and now he's he's been the best of Super Juniors one year he was a, a best of Super Juniors finalist the next year and he's held the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and that all came that seed all came from uh, uh, from that Global Wars event and that's the opportunity that really is presented to people and, and that's an opportunity that we've got this year, every year, um, and it's why we like to keep relations strong with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's, it enables people the opportunity to see first-time matches and uh, and as well put different eyeballs on the product because there's a lot of people in America, around the world, who haven't seen the British talent. And I, I know the world's becoming more local and more people are getting to see it. Um, but really, people might tune in to see Suzuki versus Matt Riddle, for example, and be blown away by a Zach Gibson or a CCK. You know, Lord um, Gideon Gray. Lord Gideon Gray, one of your personal favourites, um, and uh, and and that's really the beauty of Global Wars. I don't want to go into it too much. I don't really think it's it's, it's not really necessary. But you know, I think I think that that's um, in a nutshell that is uh, that's Global Wars. Well, there you are. There you are. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I've got my suit ready. Good. <laughs> Make a nice change, won't it? Hey, I wear it for the big shows. Yeah, good. They're all big. To me, they're all big shows. I think that. Uh, something else, I think that, um, so we obviously do the monthly shows at London Cockpit, and to me those shows are just as good, if not better, than the York Hall shows, and um, I like storytelling in wrestling, I like the fact that, you know, we're going to be able to go to a venue monthly enables us to tell more stories, and and I think that that's obviously uh, almost a lot of what's missing from wrestling is, is those stories, and and yet some of the York Hall shows are guilty of not having those stories follow through, um, but I think that there are a lot of stories being told, and I feel like... We're in a position where, and I'm sure we get into my trials and tribulations of, of running Revolution Pro Wrestling. It's essentially a one-man um, operation, which I don't think many people realise. I think a lot of people think it's uh, we're corporates, we're the big guys <laughs> of the UK independent scene. But no, it's just me in my uh, my uh, dining, dining room, room, which is a which it's is not even an office. It's a, <laughs> well, it's an office. office. It's got a it's got a um, it's got a Mac in there. Yeah, true. It's got a uh, and an old monitor and. What do you mean, an old monitor? There's an old monitor on your window ledge. Oh, no, yeah, well, yeah. that's a TV, isn't it? That's just like... An action a, figure of Animal. An extra just in oh, case yeah, you well, need just, that. He's just there, yeah. just, uh, just to remind me. Um, a Vader mask. A Vader mask. <laughs> that's a story. That's going to be a story for another day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I once said swear words at Vader. <laughs> I wasn't scared either. No. That's, uh, yeah. No. Maybe you should have been, though. Uh, yeah, well, maybe you should have been. Yeah. But when you're um, angry, you say things, don't you? Yeah. But maybe maybe that's an idea for future podcasts. For if people do listen and subscribe, send us some ideas. You know, for what, those of you who like to who hear, are yeah. yeah who are familiar with with what we've done and what we do, if you want to hear a story about something and we feel it appropriate, um, we can we can tell some good stories through our through our travels over the years. You know? uh, and I think we really can tell some good stories as well because I think that perhaps. Um, Especially yourself, Andy. I think some people might... Um, again, where wrestling's in this kind of really interesting stage at the moment where it's in a... It, people say it's in a boom period. I'm sure we'll get into another this another day. But I personally don't believe we're in a boom period. But I believe we're, we're at the cusp of what could become a boom period. Um, and in, in some respects, you could look at it as a boom period in the sense that, yes, we're selling a lot of tickets at a high ticket price, but there's a lot less shows per se going on in those big promotions. I mean, there was a time I remember when um, when All-Star could be running three shows a day 
plus camp shows. Um, and we're not quite there yet, you know. Um, but I think with that, there's been a, a new birth of fans who don't really know a lot about um, the wrestling which came before and the guys that kind of paved the way. And when I say the guys that paved the way, I mean the guys from the FWAs, you know, the, the new school. Uh, it used to be old school versus new school, right? And that was uh, that was a philosophy, like these new school guys coming in and, and having a different mindset, a different mentality. And Andy, you were very much a, a part of that, that new school. However, you still had your foot in the old school in the sense that you came through... Um, you obviously came through the FW Academy, but you really learnt your craft the old-fashioned ways on the job, um, doing the camps. Yeah, so the guy who trained me, Mark Sloan, he was he was essentially, um, I think I can say this was quite Can you say he was a 2000 and whatever Andy Boy Simmons, no? Uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, it, it, it could well have come, come along anyway, this new wave, but like, he was the first one, as far as I'm aware, to really gained some traction as a new school wrestling product. So before you had the very popular All-Star Wrestling, who were, you know, they were still, they were, they were starting to bring over WWF wrestlers from Earthquake and Greg Valentine and, of course, the Yokozuna um, uh, tour. Uh, but then you had Mark, who wanted to introduce uh, a very, for lack of a better example, an ECW-inspired product. And, and I'd say it was one of the first ones to do episodic storylines, um, I mean, I, I'd say like I remember because I I used to go to shows, um, and uh, mine were like Rumble Promotions, um, Scott Conway's The Wrestling Alliance, um, and as, as much as we got as as a as a storyline would be, next time me versus you in a street fight, or next time me versus you in a rumble or a lumberjack match or a tables match, that was uh, as much as we'd get. You'd have one main event story, um, normally invo involving someone like a Robbie Brookside or a Drew McDonald, um, and the rest of the show would be pretty much inconsequential. Um, sometimes you'd have like G's for the, the next show at that town, and then you'd get to the next show at that town, and <laughs> those, wrestlers wouldn't even, was, yeah, yeah. those wrestlers wouldn't even be on the show, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so, so, so Mark wanted to, uh, to, to do something primarily based in Portsmouth, the FWA, which a lot of people would know as the Frontier Wrestling Alliance, initially started as the Fratton Wrestling Association. And I wasn't involved in that. I can remember reading about that in Power Slam magazine when I was about 15. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so that was the point, was, was Mark wanted to do episodic shows. But there wasn't, like, enough shows. Like, shows were every two months, every three months. It was hard to kind of keep track of. And um, so, so, so Mark eventually opened his training school in Portsmouth and uh, got himself some free labour. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. So I lost track so, of what so I was so talking about. So we need to know yeah. how, you, how you got yeah. into it. That's it, yeah. So, um, so, so I started wrestling for Mark. I wrestled for Mark for um, about 18 months. So in January of 2002, uh, Mark announced he was running monthly events in Port Portsmouth. Um, specifically for the FWA Academy, the guys who were coming through the school. And one of the guys who came to the first show was called Scott Conway, who Andy just mentioned, who ran a wrestling company called The Wrestling Alliance, TWA. TWA. What does the T stand for? The. 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 <laughs> Do you not get it? Stupid. Well, 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 I think the joke was we're on The Wrestling Alliance tour. Okay, I like it, yeah. TWA yeah. tour, yeah. right? Okay. So if you can spell, you yeah. can... Yeah, and that and that was the type of um, well, I don't really know what we should say. Um, I guess that was a type of 
mentality of wrestling in those days. Yeah, I mean, like, like it, it, it's, it's kind of funny. It was, yeah, it was kind of just done in humour. Yeah, I'm sure he maybe he didn't think of it like that. Yeah, but, but end up being the TWA tour. So, um, so Scott Scott Conway he uh, he came to the first show, and he watched all the young guys. Mark had asked him to come down, and he said, "I like Raj Ghosh. I like Chris Justice, and James Ty." Uh, there's a name missing from and <laughs> I was absolutely heartbroken it wasn't I couldn't understand it I was the first match on um, 200 people there probably 100 of those people came because they were my mates and my family you say it's, yeah, it's actually true I remember because I think I was probably at that show I'm not sure for sure I'm almost certain I was and you were like pro- probably the most popular wrestler at the show now something FWA did very well was they used to utilise their training school a lot to have trainees who came and and made lots of noise, right? Yeah, and, they... Uh, and, and, and I'd say, like, that's one of the things that I'm really gutted that our trainees don't do is, uh, you know, really come down to sport with shows and make lots of noise and make the product seem more popular than it is. But, like, to the outsider, you didn't know they were trainees. And uh, going back to the fact of that, I didn't know all those people in the uh, in the audience were your friends and family and basically the entire population of Liss. Um, yeah. And... I was like, oh, that Andy Simmons, he must be really good because everyone likes him. He's the best baby face. Anyway, yeah. continue. So, uh, so, so I wasn't on that list. And, um, and then d- d- through, through a, a numerous amount of luck and circumstance, I ended up wrestling for Scott Conway for the first time about six months later. Uh, I wrestled with a guy called Kevin Gray. So how did you get in with um, Scott Conway? Was it one of those, like, someone couldn't turn up? Yeah, and they were like, so we bought him, and yeah. Scott looks at you like... Oh. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so if 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 I'm gonna if I'm gonna divulge the whole information, so Raj and James Ty, Raj Ghosh, Prince of Mumbai's older brother Raj, he uh, so he's either king of Mumbai. Oh, Raj Ghosh. No, he'd just be like, a prince as well. Oh, Maybe well, the dad I would be the, the king. Oh, okay. Well, he's the older brother, isn't he? So the, the dad's yeah. still he's very much with us. He's got a funny Facebook page as well, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. look that up and so give he that could a plug. Also, also the prince. He uh, the first prince of Mumbai. So Rishi, uh, sorry Raj, uh, he called me and said, "Oh, listen, there's a show on the Isle of Wight. James can't do it. Um, I've been asked to bring someone else along. Would you like to come?" So I, being smart, I dropped what I was doing. That that's a key point here. I dropped what I was doing and I got on that ferry with Raj and went over and wrestled for Scott Conway. Um, we were picked up the other side by Scott Conway in a minibus with Klondike Kate. And who well, so that's how that beautiful relationship started. Yeah, that's so a so there's a, the numerous stories we can get to on on that that subject. But me and me and Clonlight Kate, we are um, we, we, uh, I'd say we're we, we're pretty pally now. Um, used to be frenemies, though, right? Oh, big time. Yeah, which, or just uh, straight up enemies. Yeah, maybe maybe frenemies. She's always said, "Oh, I didn't hit you. I just just didn't like your you impressions." Are something we definitely need to bring into <laughs> yeah. into this. They're as well. all very similar. I didn't hate you, but I didn't like you. In yeah, one of yeah, which is what a lot of the old school to say about me, actually. Um, but that used to be. I correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been in many of those locker rooms as well. But that used to be the mentality I feel um, of the old school wrestlers that hate you until they liked you. Would yeah, you that's, say that's fair? That's spot on. And, and, yeah. and you'd walk into a locker room, and there'd always be that kind of. Should we say uneasy atmosphere? Like everyone was. I, I don't know. I, I see locker rooms today are a lot more, and sometimes too friendly, um, but they are a lot more welcoming, a lot more friendly. Um, I don't think I would, in, given today's climate, I don't think there'd ever be a lock, many locker rooms where I'd be like, oh, I'm dreading going into that one because I'm going to have to see so and so. I think in those days. Yeah, I mean, I, I can remember. So my first show with. Um, 
with Scott on that show was, of course, Klondike Kate. You had Phil Powers, Johnny Storm, who I knew a little bit through FWA, um, uh, a Canadian fellow called Kevin Grace, who was one I ended up wrestling. Um, and it you got was the import straight away. <laughs> that's it. I was so excited to be wrestling someone who wasn't English, um, and uh, and I remember it being okay, you know, because because Mark Sloan, who trained us, he didn't have uh, he didn't have the best of times, so he uh, he sort of warned us and frightened us a bit as to what to, as to what to what he th- what he thought we'd expect to get from that experience, um, but it, all in all, we, I couldn't say anything. Anything uh, bad about it? Everyone was at least nice to my face, which is a big. And part that's all of you ask for, really. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like slag us off behind <laughs> your back, all you want. Yeah, but like just be nice to our faces just and be nice, make us yeah. feel nice. That's, that's all anyone really wants. Yeah, very true. And um, and from taking that booking uh, for Scott Conway, that's where I met Phil. Like I just said, and it's Phil through through Phil Powers that I got the holiday camp run, and that's where I really started to develop uh, as a wrestler and start to improve. And that's also where you possibly got a reputation of being a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but I think there's plenty of other people who would disagree. Well, I always liked you, and I guess we're, we're going to have to wait until next week, I guess, to yeah. to discuss how we how we met each other and how we first became friends. Because we knew each other for a while before we really became friends, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But um, but I would say I, you were always nice to me. Um, but I would say some people... I didn't want to be accused of being racist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your alibi ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what my wife says as well. Um, but uh, we... I, I think that you would be one of those wrestlers that some people would be like, oh, he's the nicest guy in the world, and some people would say they don't really get along with you. Would you... Yeah, I mean, probably. Not so much today. Like, I mean, no. now you're a much nicer... I'm a soft touch yeah, now. Yeah, you've kind of... You yeah. wear glasses now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're a family man, married. Yeah. Um, but I'd say perhaps in those days... Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe if I look back, um, 2006, 2007, uh, again, that's a story for another day, but I was absolutely convinced I was on onto like bigger and better things, and I probably was maybe a little bit impolite to some people, and but... I- but it was never for like, it wasn't for anything other than what I wanted just improved the show. So if somebody was wearing the same coloured tights as me or the same theme to their tights, I'd say, well, you can't wear them because I'm wearing them. Saying things like that would get, get me in trouble and make people think bad about me. But all I wanted to do was make the show better. Yeah. And that might seem trivial to some, I, but, I, but it really isn't. Yeah, I, I think that's a, there's there's definitely something to that, and I think that there's there's a huge part to. Um, I always say like if two wrestlers wear the same colours, you don't get the same. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but you don't get the same reaction. I always remember um, I used to be a booker for IPW UK when it used to be good. Um, I can't say that, can I? Because we still do ring jobs for IPW, but Billy Woods. I've just it made back, a comeback there as well. Yeah, and, uh, Billy but Wood. no, but it's got. I guess it kind of perhaps went downhill a, a little bit. Yeah, I think upon my departure. Uh, <laughs> both our departure, I <laughs> yeah, think. No, both both departure. Recurring theme there, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, like, uh, yeah, Billy's doing a good job of trying to bring it back and, and trying hard with it. And that's, you know, wrestling where people take pride in what they're doing is, uh, it again, goes back to what you were saying about the colours. Um, you know, it, it seems like nothing at the time, but just take a little pride in what you're doing and, and, and take care in that attention to detail. And it's what a lot of wrestlers nowadays don't realise, and they probably didn't realise then, it's not all about you. It's about the show. Yeah. So, yeah, it might seem trivial, but, but if someone's going to wear the same gear as me, 
I'm probably not going to be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, and I always, I always remember this. So that, that IPW story I was, I was going to get to was a, it was a show called Extreme Measures. It was an IPW tournament, um, and we actually weren't there. But I was a booker at the time, and um, we were on a brawl tour, <laughs> which we can no, talk really? about. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a tour, the Leisure Centre tour, yes. where we were doing like a thousand, two thousand seat venues in front of twenty people every night. Which has been a theme throughout my whole career, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah the def- I think you were the, the champion. I was so the lowest drawing yeah, champion in brawl history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm sure we'll get to that that illustrious run at some point <laughs> as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, back to the point. It was Martin Stone against Spud, um, and uh, and they were our two most popular guys. Uh, well, Martin Stone was a heel, Spud was a babyface. They got the two biggest reactions, um, and it was this big tournament, and they didn't really get any reaction. Like, the, the match wasn't what we thought. Their ring work was fine, but the match wasn't didn't get the reaction that it should have got. It was laid out very well, um, but it just didn't get the reaction. But it was the first time Martin, I can't remember the exact colour. It was either they were both wearing purple or both wearing blue. Um, but, like, Martin always used to wear all black. And, like, for whatever reason, that one show, he'd, he was wearing blue tights um, or purple or whatever and Spud was wearing the same colour and I looked at it and instinctively I was just like oh well it kind of seems a bit weird it's like you know like in football you you got you, you have opposite colours red That's and blue point, you yeah. know and I know it's so they can pick e- the, the players can pick each other out on the field but it's just we're ingrained in, in you know that opposites versus each other but it's in the individuality know? isn't it yeah you know? so uh, yeah when you're looking at two people you, yeah it's uh I'm sure there's some some theory behind it which we can't explain. And I'm not talking about maybe if like, you know, if you're both wearing black, but or, but like if you're both wearing black and they've both got barbed wire on it, like I used to yeah. wear, or they or they've the both got lightning yeah. strikes on it. Yeah. You know, then then that's when that's when you sort of say, Well, I'd rather you didn't wear that because you've not got anything else to wear. And I still stick by that to this day, where whether you know, whether I'm on a show or running a show, I always make sure that there's some variety in uh yeah, and, and as well, you've got to think, a lot of these shows you have kids go to, and, uh, you know, which ones do you like? I like the one in the purple pants, or I like the one in the... the yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, which one? Which yeah. one? Yeah, they all had purple pants on, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, Andy, we've, we've talked for 38 minutes now. Really? So, yeah. Goodness so me. Time, doesn't time fly when you're having fun? So yeah. We, um, so, so that was, a, I guess, a whistle-stop tour of, yeah. of what this will be like just bouncing from topic to topic with nothing of real relevance um, yeah maybe we'll try and hold a hold a hold a topic not supposed to be coming with a topic but you know we're learning just like a lot of people do these podcasts uh they learn as they go and they learn how to hold a story and hold a topic so um yeah as i said anyone who's got any ideas tweet us uh facebook us you know anything you like um get hold of us and, and say oh i want to hear about the time um Cole Kramer broke Alex Shane's neck at FWA. Okay, I was going to try and think of a funny story about you. Refer <laughs> 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 it. To <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of those out there. How about the time Klondike Kate forced me to wear a pair of knickers to the wrestling ring? How about that'd anyone be, wants to hear that, that story? That would be a good story, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stories like that. And yeah. Well, uh, why you wish, missed that one PW show? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Good one. My thoughts on Greg Lambert. There you go. That would be a good podcast. Um, there you are. But we'll try and keep it positive mostly, so maybe we won't go there. <laughs> now you've just made it negative. You're the <laughs> you're the best, aren't you? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's that, I guess that's it for now. Um, but hopefully we'll speak to you again next week as long as we don't get bored of <laughs> doing it before we've even got going. Yeah. But um, but I've enjoyed it, so we might as well do it. We might as well do it again sometime. Yeah. If anything else, we just get letting off some steam together, aren't we? Yeah. So, <laughs> away from our wives. <laughs> <laughs> bit of bit of a break. Oh, we've got to do it. We've got to yeah, yeah. Sponsors, sponsors to keep happy. Yeah. So, um, yep. So there you go. So let's give our Twitter handles for everyone that that, that wants to tweet at us. Well, I'm going to guess you probably listen to this through our Twitter handles, but <laughs> oh, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. But at a quills and his mind, and I'm going to spell it as well because my name's hard sometimes. A Q U I L D A N. That's a Q U I L. D-A-N at A Quilden. I currently have more followers than Andy even though I'm not verified. And I'm at Boy Simmons B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z um, and I have less followers than Andy Quilden but I am verified. So I'm not sure whether that means anything or not but it looks good and I get people messaging me saying oh that's cool. So um, well there done. you go. Well done for that. And uh, just a final thing. Z or Z, I always got confused by that at school because of, you know Tom Zenk? Yes. He's the Z-man, The Z-man, right? yeah. But, like, obviously in England we call it Z. Yes. Right? So, you know, everyone always used to look, look at me stupidly as a child in school and I'd, I'd say Z instead of Z. Yeah, it's pretty so, stupid. There you go. Okay. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again. Um, Hopefully next week. Yeah. We'll get this up soon and we'll film this every Wednesday. Uh, but we we put it up another day, so yeah, we won't disclose what day we film on, record on. No, so disregard that Wednesday statement, and we'll speak to you again later. Bye, bye. <laughs>